This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Although the top story today is impeachment, I can't deal with it anymore. So I don't want to listen to it. I don't care about the details. People were saying a bunch of stuff. Judge Knapp was even on Fox talking about the stuff that other people were saying. And I just can't get into it. So I thought, well, you know, I try to ignore stuff like this, which is absolutely meaningless in my opinion. But it's not meaningless because the form, the process is actually important. So they are going to keep that going. This will continue. And if I had to predict what was actually going to happen, I would say they would keep going, keep going, keep going, maybe even make an actual impeachment. So that is the trial. You have to be convicted, but impeachment is impeachment. And then I do not think he will be convicted, certainly not before re-election. I believe he will be re-elected. And the reason is, the same reason it began to dawn on me that he wasn't just there to lose on purpose and get Hillary to win in the campaigns, that they were putting way too much effort into him as a person and a political force for it to just be a distraction or a loser like Stacey Abrams. I mean, we knew she wasn't going anywhere. People would tweet at us. She's a flash in the pan. I'm like, no, definitely not. AOC will probably be president someday. Really? Yeah. So, um, so the, the reason that I think he has a purpose, I think he has some purpose here. And the purpose is a bunch of policies that Democrats would not really be able to get past Republican voters. There would be too much up in arms. You'd get another Tea Party. You'd get another liberty movement if it was the opposition who was up to no good. But if you have this guy whose personality has won a lot of people over because he seems authentic and courageous, and whether he's perfect or not, it doesn't matter, but he's a smart guy. He's been successful. He's got my interests at heart. So these are the policies I think he's there to get enacted that he that a Democrat just could not. And that that the Republicans, it's it's that hashtag. It will take a Republican infrastructure was the first thing that he talked about. The only policy item he talked about the night he won infrastructure. That's going to include 5G and this Green New Deal to some extent, I think. Georgia Bridge collapse. He was on top of that. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, that's right. So I that looked like it was coming out now, but obviously that's a second term thing. So he's going to I think he's going to win for that reason. The trade thing, he immediately canceled the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership. But given how much USMCA, the North American one, borrows from that, I feel like the USMCA is going to be a template for other regional trade agreements that we get into, whether at his behest or not, this is an important thing he's there to accomplish. He start, he goes back, this climate thing, he talks about, he kind of gave some lip service there in Europe to the climate thing. So we didn't get into the Paris Accord, but we might have something worse in the end. I don't know. It's possible. He gave lip service to the climate. Yeah, he he was saying like I really care. He talked about clean air and water, which of course I am obviously everyone who could possibly hate clean air and water, you know. I hate it. I, hate it. <laughs> I would rather suffocate to death on another planet than breathe clean air here. But his idea with the 
with the climate thing, yes, it's something that can appeal to us. And I hate, I mean, I think that we look at carbon dioxide, which is good, instead of the chemicals that are in our water and soil and stuff, which, and air, which are bad. And so I do think that that's the right place to focus. But he does stuff like that. He'll say, I care about the climate. I just care about this. And then you don't see the devils in the details so that, that you can tell with this trade agreement. In my cynical way, I predicted, I was like, hey, man, you don't know. You don't know. He could be backdooring this stuff. And I think that he is and does. The debt and deficits, what? Are all these world government type stuff, are they frequently held in Paris? Paris is also where they had talks for, I believe, the League of Nations and some other that was in Versailles. body stuff. Yeah, actually, and that's what I was going to say. I... I, the more I look into this stuff, the more it seems like that, that there is a human frailty at work so that you have these guys are, they, they want to be in the palaces. You know, they think of themselves as kings. So that's why you get, you see them in these, in these gilded rooms that look so outdated. But I feel like if you ever go into like the occult direction, which I don't usually go down that road, although sometimes you can't avoid it. Like that picture with Prince Andrew, you're just like, I please don't yeah. make me know this. <laughs> I don't want to know. So, uh, so they're in there and I, I feel like they might just be going where the palaces are, or maybe they have some kind of occult significance, but I, I think that it's, it has, I, I think there's a chance it has to do with that stuff, a tradition of monarchy or, the old families or those lines, the Illuminati lines straight out of Egypt or something. I don't know. Um, but so I, I have just a couple more if you want to hear them. Yeah. The debt and deficit stuff, like his debt is the greatest kind of uh, one of, if not the, I think it's the greatest peacetime debt since World War II. It's over, it's more than GDP. It's more than 100% GDP, which is a very dangerous place to be. Uh, and I, debt, yeah. we've been conditioned for debt to just be meaningless to us. It is, it you know is, I mean? it is in a way, yes, for our own selves. Yeah, it is in a way because we're really not going to be able to pay it back. It's just a weird tax that we pay to banks, you know, as a government. Like it's just strange. And the deficit, because we're the most productive society in human history with like, you know what I mean? We don't even live in squalor or anything. We don't even really have the health problems that even though we have billions of people, like we, we, we shouldn't be consuming more than we produce. There's no justification for that. And even if they came up with some technology that would allow us to eradicate all of these, uh, this hangover of, of deficit consumption, production, however you want to think, then, uh, you're you're in a position where you they would suppress that i think kind of like tesla's free energy like i don't think they would get it i think the whole point of a lot of this is just to have debt and deficits like i think that it that's how we are captive to the money powers and i think because if you look at how the government spends money there's so much waste in there so much bs so much i mean i was reading a uh a thing on China and Russia today and the government passed a law that companies can't use government subsidies to buy stuff from Huawei, something like that. And I'm like, how dependent are these companies on government subsidies? Like where, where the hell, you know, so there's so much going on. If you look, it's like, you know, 
Peruvian beetle studies, like $50,000 grant, like really crazy stuff. It just looks like they're trying to piss money away. Also, there Trump was a study where they tested to see if trigger warnings were actually effective or not, which they're obviously they're not. But just the fact that they invested money into studying whether or not certain words triggered people their emotionally is just was blew my mind at the waste of money. And the crazy stuff that they like that weird group of uh, or a cool group of academics who made those fake studies about like sex in a dog park or yeah. something and then and they got like it was peer reviewed it was published it was hailed i'm sure it would have been subsidized i'm sure they could get grants for it they probably did get a grant for it yeah um anyway so um trump did these uh like it got rid of the sequester without any issues being raised and i think he's going to be responsible for censorship for kind of a fairness doctrine on the left because he demonstrates the bias of fake news against him he gets conservatives to want the government to regulate the media and uh the worst thing so far is that bill barr is coming out with pre-crime i want to get into that in this show because he's his meeting he had a meeting yesterday. I don't know if the other meeting about this Project Guardian is coming up soon, but this is serious stuff, and it's going to take a Republican to take away our civil rights, to take away our gun rights, to take away or encroach on them, because if Democrats did it, Republican voters would go up in arms. Here they're like, well, it would only be worse under somebody else. And then ultimately I think that Trump is here to start a war, and if it's World War III against Russia, he's perfectly situated to convince people there's no alternative because we all know – that he's in Russia's pocket and won't everybody from Democrats to Republicans be happy to prove that when push comes to shove, he's still an American and he's still willing to kill Russians if it means America. Yeah. I'm wondering if we, if we do launch into a war, if we're going to start hearing the narrative of Trump pulling us into war with Russia. No, 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 no. I, I think, think they'll be gonna, supportive. Yes, I think they're going to. That's what they do. You hear them say, like, you know, as much as you, I really can't believe it. I got to say, you know, it is, he is a psycho, but even a clock that's wrong is right twice a day, you know, or whatever. You're just going to hear. racist, but he's our racist. Yeah, they're going to say that he was wrong about his motives and everything like that, but that at least he's killing Russians for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can There's thank the God one redeemable that. thing. Right, and it's going to be Middle East, too. It's going to be everywhere, you know. So that's my thing about that. Do you think that he's going to get impeached or reelected, or what do you think? I think he's absolutely going to get reelected. Both sides yeah. stand to benefit. But uh, impeachment, yeah, I'm sure he'll be impeached probably. I don't think he'll be removed from office. No, me neither. They're going to continue this show. Oh, my notes. I can't read my notes here. I scribbled it down. Kamala, is that what I was heading yes. to next? Yes. Kamala Harris, we talked about Sorry, her guys, You know, I'm kind of like I feel – it could be the – I had a friend who used to think barometric pressure affected your ability to think. It's like, didn't you ever notice that? Like everybody's in a bad mood on the same day. Everybody's yeah. like foggy on the – I'm totally foggy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, bring it. Well, she was – I just about said she was kicked out of the race. The reason I said that is because I watched so much of the news last night and earlier today where that's the way they talked about it as though she were kicked by an army of angry white men out of the race, physically she, kicked. She never would have floated with that intersectionality thing because of her, her background and her BS and the stuff that you dug up. And I found out yesterday that 
calling her a cop, she's just a cop, is racist. What? It's racist. It's racist to say that she's just a cop referring to her time as the attorney general. I don't understand. In San Francisco. I don't either. There was no <laughs> logic to any of the stuff they were saying, but commentator after commentator led by Al Sharpton and the Indivisible Al crew Sharpton. came out and said the reason that Kamala Harris was forced out is because of sexism and, most importantly, racism because African-Americans would not support her. They were supporting Biden because – White people were not signaling to African Americans that they were willing to support Kamala Harris. Therefore, Kamala Harris was kicked out of the race because Why of racism. Black people want Kamala Harris. That's the thing that I think is weird. Her own father was like, "You and your racist BS about Jamaicans being high all the time. Like, what? I'm a highly accomplished professor and maybe even a scientist. Like, I think he was like a." a World-class economist, her father, and her mother was a doctor. Academics, high-level yeah. academics. And so, and her I idea that she was segregated people... in Berkeley yeah. with Professor right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't think black people did want to vote necessarily for her because Biden has more support than she did. They're just trying to – because she was the black female candidate and there's now a void there, they have to push right. the race division issue, which is – yeah. Bullshit, and it causes. Did Cory Booker already bow out? No, he's still in there. But he, if he starts identifying as a woman, then maybe he can fill that void. But right now, <laughs> he got too much uh, testosterone. Yeah, testosterone. Uh, well, I don't think Stacey Abrams has less testosterone. That's true. <laughs> she might dominate him in testosterone as well. Yes. I just think it's important to not let these racially racially divisive narratives, I think they should be confronted because she was not kicked out because of racism. She was never going to be in. I've said it over and over again because of that strange Knights Templar story that you can click on the link in the description and listen to. It's bizarre. There's no way anybody with that background that's so easily it, able to find will be nominated. Yes. What you're referring to is a – it was a propaganda report we did, right? Yeah. So you, you brought up all this stuff about connections that she had with a very bizarre Knights Templar organization. And as I read through it, I mean, I read what you posted, like your show notes or whatever it was at the time and clicked through and there was, it was never debunked. One of the guys ends up dead. Like there was and no, has it been heard from? Oh, really? Yeah. And the guy oh. who ended up dead made a YouTube video pleading for Kamala Harris to help him because he said the sheriff in the case had a hit out on him and was going to kill him shortly before he then died. Well, none of that stuff. Like, I was trying to think this is planted. Like, this is a weird thing that makes conspiracy theories look like a Pizzagate thing. But it got no press. And God. it wasn't debunked. So Nobody asked. About it. She's never been questioned. But about. you know this what? Is Stuff comes up like that and does stay buried. It's true. Like I don't, I don't think that that would have like Trump's the files of him testifying on behalf of Roy Cohn burned to the ground in 2012. Like yeah. I bet nobody listening knows that unless they heard it from me. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that stuff just you get. I actually in today's show, which I'll never get to, but a whole list of people like that who are above the law. They are not taken down by things like that, and they get reelected for it. And skeletons in your closet are, are a good thing. Maybe that's what it was for, to give her a skeleton in her closet. So what about um, 
Oh my gosh, did you see the picture? Talk about the weird Prince Andrew picture. I know I've seen this before, but I blotted out of it, I blotted it out of my mind because it was so disturbing. That like $50 million portrait of Bill Clinton in a blue dress, a blue yep, dress, a blue dress, and uh, red high heels. I'm like, literally, my tongue is curling up in my mouth because I want to Hillary pee. Clinton's dress. People oh. think Monica Lewinsky, but there's a picture of Hillary It's a different Clinton. color. It's yeah. Wow. 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 Anyway, this is hanging on Epstein's townhouse wall. The I mean, Doro Ranch, New Mexico, or is that in? No, but that's Utah. where I saw it. it. Was in the in the article about New Mexico, but I didn't read the article. I just saw the picture and just like had to have a cocktail. Well, the article is pretty interesting, and more Epstein-related stuff continues to come out. Continues to slowly kind of leak out. And I'm telling you, Epstein's not dead. <laughs> but I no, think Maxwell is. Maxwell might very well be because we haven't – we've been getting some weird information about her no, too. And you saw a picture of her everyone thinks was recent, but it was two years old. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. That made the rounds, and it was years old. I think she's dead. She could oh, yeah. very well be, although they did say she was going to come forward. They said she was going to come forward. But that's what they do though. She hasn't. They keep saying that, and she has not. But this article talked about how – there were some security guards on – the strange thing about this article is that they have sources that they pull the information from. The names, I can't see – I don't have them in my notes, but they are two guys, and they're in the article, who worked security on the grounds of Jeffrey Epstein's place. One of them worked with Epstein for a long time. The other guy was brought in to install surveillance cameras around the Zorro Ranch, which the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico is described – as having Epstein's main house up front, and then there's a wonderland, like a, a playful wonderland of 1800s authentic cowboy ranch homes where you can go and kind of role play. And it's called the Baby Making Ranch is one of the names it's also given. That's one of the you know um, nicknames it's given. But you read the description of this ranch, and it's impossible for anybody who's seen the show to not go, this is Westworld. They are describing Westworld when they wow. describe and then about a paragraph later in the article, it says it is Westworld. No way. It well, says that in the article. I don't, if people don't understand, like I had to stop watching Westworld because it's so violent. And, and the basic premise of it is that man is so debased and debauched that if left to his own devices without the – it's like Lord of the Flies. Without the mantle of society, people would – all they really want to do is rape and kill. That's all yeah. they really want to do, and I personally think that's untrue, but yeah, it, I can't stand to watch it. It's so disgustingly graphic and violent, and it's my opinion that that modeling that behavior is definitely impacts the mind and psyche of the people who watch it. Absolutely, and in Westworld, the first thing the characters do is go to the saloon, and they get a prostitute, and yes. apparently, according to the security guards, the – Biggest customer of this cowboy ranch was Hillary and Bill Clinton, and the security guard also said that Hillary and Bill were Epstein's like best celebrity friends, and they frequently came down to this ranch all the time. They never stayed in Epstein's main house, but they went down to the Westworld-like ranch and stayed there all the time. They loved going to pretend to be cowboys and cowgirls. And there were workers there? Yeah, they had workers there that were – Wow. 
I don't know if people did. It's actually role-play. a great idea. It it sounds Super like cool. there might have been some role playing going on, but it doesn't go into too much detail about. Man, those people that. are kinky. I know it's like weird. that it, painting is so kinky. He's wearing Hillary's dress like that is so weird. It's all very kinky and weird and very <laughs> sexual. And the Clintons had came out with a response saying that they did not know what these people were talking about. But this is interesting because now we have the Clintons challenging the statements of not just an anonymous yeah. source, but of actual people. Whose yeah. names are in the article? Who say they saw the Clintons there multiple times? And and the the security guard that was brought in to install security cameras that could see all of the roads and inside of the houses this is what he said. That's why he was brought in. He says what surprised him the most when he got there is that the guy who hired him, who's, who had been working security with Epstein for years, all he could talk about was how cool it was that the Clintons came down here all the time. Wow. Well, it was in the Daily Mail. So, I mean, it's being reported by the mainstream. So I think there's going to be, I mean, not much accountability, but like it's not just in the onion. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if a story like that about Trump came out? (laughs) No, because he's really not like that. Right. But like. Other people Story. make those pictures of him, but he's not doing that. Yeah, he's not going to do that. And plus, he doesn't ask him though. Drink or do drugs. About. You have to like think about how serious that is. Like Bill Clinton was a cokehead, right? I mean, isn't that well known? He's a pothead and stuff like that. I mean, you really get you. I just think if you're not altering your state of mind at all, and you're in that level of control, maybe guys get vet vent their darker side sexually when they're not doing that stuff but i think it's the opposite i think you are more likely to have a guy who stays in control when he's not doing any of that stuff so yeah. i'm more likely to believe it on somebody who who's known to party and get yeah. crazy it would be impossible to slip trump a roofie too because he would know put a roofie in this drink mm-hmm. makes other people he's got his tester you got to taste it because there was a story about his his uh, food <laughs> and the tester starts humping his leg or something, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> yeah, wait, what yeah, was yeah. in that?" Definitely some uh, <laughs> something that drink, some humping. <laughs> they certainly wouldn't be ignoring the story in the media if this story came out about Trump, especially if there were names. Yes, so. right. That's absolutely right. All right, so so I was reading this. Uh, there's a few things. Oh, another thing I read in the Daily Mail was that George Zimmerman is suing he's suing the family of Trayvon Martin the prosecutors and the lawyer of the family for uh defamation abuse of civil process and conspiracy for engineering fake evidence at his trial and i and i have a follow up about how common it is to actually do that his his lawyer is Larry Clayman, who, you know who that is? A lawyer named Larry Clayman? Clayman. K-L-A-Y-M-A. Yeah, no, his feet are made of clay. No, he, uh, he founded Freedom Watch. He founded Judicial Watch, and he's a former Department of Justice prosecutor. And I, I, once I saw the Judicial Watch, I remembered that he, there was some controversy about the changing of the guard there. But Zimmerman probably has a good case or that guy would not be taking it. And, uh, and it, and that 
by coincidence, so when they're talking about this forensics, I'm a huge, or was until like probably yesterday, a huge fan of forensic files. And I had an insider tell me once, I just couldn't believe it, like that a lot of that forensic stuff is just bull. I was like, what? It, but teeth marks, hair? I mean, how can that be bull? Like I watched them do it. They're so, and you can tell that forensic files is just a big ad. For that yeah. stuff, like Trey Gowdy was a prosecutor on it a few times, just like a guy they interviewed, like they interview everybody else. And I was like, oh, he is an actor after all. But it looks like a big ad, like like cop shows, big ads, you know. But I was like, but, you know, they do something good, right? They freaking do something good, don't they? Then this article I read yesterday, it was from like three or four years ago. And there, I've never, ever even heard of it. I texted it to you last I night. Bet but after, I didn't realize it was that old. Yes. It's that old, and it talks about how uh, hair – the FBI – it's the uh, the people who are guilty were the FBI and local and state guys the FBI trained. And what they were doing, it says that almost all of the techs, all the experts in almost all of the cases gave flawed testimony about hair and bite mark analysis – to get convictions, and it was always in favor of the prosecutors. So the stats are something like 26 out of 28 of these guys gave false testimony or whatever, gave flawed evidence. It, in 95% of the cases, it was in favor of the prosecution, and they were being investigated. But this was years ago, and I could not find any follow-up on it. I, I should look at the Innocence Project. I think they were involved in it, so I didn't finish trying to dig into that. And they're finding it out because DNA cases are exonerating people. 14, uh, 32 death row people were, were exonerated or found to have flawed, not necessarily exonerated. They're saying like, it hasn't been proven that guilty people went to jail, but people who's, who would never have gotten a death penalty conviction were it not for this flawed testimony. So it was used to get them the death penalty. Like 32 of those people, 14 of them are, are have already been put to death. Wow. Yeah, so it's hundreds – like every single case they looked into, they found. And it oh, it really calls into question – when, when that person who was in that industry told me that it was BS, like I just – I really didn't process – I didn't believe it. I was like – The insider? Yes. I was like, that can't be true. And so I didn't really – look into it or anything. So I don't know if it's that the science itself isn't there or these people are abusing the science or what, but I just remember like not believing it. And, uh, and so now when you hear someone like Zimmerman say that, then I, I, I do believe that. And, and then you look at that stuff and you think like, Oh, that's a conspiracy. It's definitely conspiracy. There, there's nobody's saying that it's a conspiracy, but it's definitely, it's not, it's not just some weird accident where it's 95% of the cases is in favor of the prosecutors. Oops. Yeah. And then, so people like look at us and say, you, you believe in conspiracies. That's crazy. The reason they think it's crazy is they think people wouldn't do it, wouldn't have the nerve to do it. And then I thought, why? Because they believe that. People are afraid of punishment. You don't want to conspire and commit a crime because you will be held accountable. Well, that's true for us, but it's yeah. not true for any of these people. It's not true for John Corzine. It's not true for Elliot Abrams, who Bill Barr gave a pardon to after being convicted. It's not, it's not true for Joe Biden, who m may still end up with billions of dollars from this. It's not true for the cop who shot 
William David Powell in his own home in Henry County. It's not true for the paradise cop who shot the drunk driver to death and then didn't tell anybody that he was dying in his car. Like there's, there's a lot of stories like that. And, and at the highest levels, there's from Vince Foster to, you know, Whitewater to everything else, there is no accountability. So I don't, I haven't heard of a single one of these guys going to jail. They might overturn the convictions, but they're not sending these people to jail and they should. Yeah. You make a great point. We don't think that stuff really happens because we would never do it. And because they grow up in a, not all of them, but really, really powerful people grow up in a world in a system where it's like everybody else is going to follow these rules. So you don't have to, and they'll never believe it if you don't. And we'll never prosecute you. As a matter of fact, we'll give you cover. We'll promote you. This is how it works. Your only risk is not doing what right. we want you to do. And then that goes back to that absolute power corrupts absolutely or power corrupts yeah. in that. So we are all in line. So maybe Westworld is right. And if there is no accountability, you do act like an animal. I don't know. Or you pursue. I personally think that the number one criterion for people like that is that they're good liars. They have to be able to lie. Like that's what yeah. politicians can do the way actors can act. Yes, and without a, feeling most, guilt. Yeah, and most people don't have that ability. So either you're taught it or you just have it naturally. Like I don't know if there's it if it's that you know, carpet for the horse or whatever, the egg or the chicken. I really don't know. But when they're there, that is I would say that being protected like that is why you have such a much greater proportion of crimes like that happening in those halls of power because there is there's total protection. Yeah, and when they can get people to not believe it just by saying, no, 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 there's no conspiracy. Occam's razor, Occam's razor, Occam's razor. You oh. Defer to the simplest and, possible, uh, which is like, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, and the other one that goes along with that is Hansen's. Yes, Hansen's never, Hansen. never attribute to malice what you can contribute, attribute to incompetence. Give that is, me a that break. is, that is the biggest invisibility. Cloaking device for the devil. I know. I've heard. I mean, it's I like know. no, wrong. I'm wrong not going to assume like, good intent on every person in the world that have absolute powers. No way. Yeah, like people, like look at a building. Buildings stand straight, like hundred story buildings, because plumb is something human beings are capable of. Like we know how to do stuff. We are not just tripping our way through massive civilizations. These are intentional. It's intentional. Yeah. That's how it works. Totally. So. And uh, stuff like Occam's and Handsome's razor just gives them a veil to hide behind. Yes, it's it's psychology. But uh the other thing that was went along with all this stuff was that Bill Barr he had this quote in the Washington Post, he had a like was giving awards to law enforcement yesterday. And and the post says he that in that speech, which was thirty five minutes, so I didn't get to read it. Those who don't show respect to authority could lose access to police services. So, what? yeah. So he was talking about, here's a, here's a longer quote. Today, the American people have to focus on something else, like not protesting the cops, I think, which is the sacrifice and the service that is given by our law enforcement officers. And they, and the people have to start showing more than they do the respect and support that law enforcement deserves. So when, when the, person who enforces the law in your town, the person who enforces the order, like the mob says to you, hey, man, we're just here to protect you. And if you don't show respect, you might not get that protection. You know, that means they themselves are going to throw bricks through your wall. You know what I'm saying? 
So protect me a little bit. I'm trying to protect you. Yeah, that's him. And, we'll and gangster De Niro, Robert De Niro, will be enforcing the law on us around the country. Yes, and I saw a little snippet of Bill Barr coming out, and some it was. I think it must have been that. He starts playing the bagpipes, and I couldn't watch it because I thought he was going to keel over with the heart attack because he's kind of huge, and he plays the bagpipe. He, he I, play, I mean, oh, he was actually playing bagpipes. Yeah, that's a cop thing, man. Wow. I'm from New York, and I have a lot of cop relatives, I so I would always go to like the St. Patrick's Day parade and that kind of thing. So I, I, they, they have the Irish cop. I don't know what his background is specifically, but it fit right in. But I just thought he was going to just explode, pop like a. I would think but it would it, take a lot of endurance, lung endurance, to play the bagpipes. Yes, I was I was worried for him, so I couldn't watch the rest of the video. But there are a bunch of like shootings and stuff happening, or like the, that stuff's bubbling up in the news right now as we speak. So this probably is going to go with his kind of more attention is going to be given to Project Guardian, which is a bar thing. He was supposed to get all the DAs and stuff around the country together in December. I thought it was supposed to be this week. To talk about it, so maybe next week. So I think that you're gonna see more things to justify his pre-crime initiative that we discussed several times. We had those knife stories yesterday, and I have a story about some new police technology. You want me to save it for tomorrow, or you want me to do it? No, go for it. All right. Well, they're testing this new technology called the Bola Bola for police officers. That they're gonna be they're testing in some areas already. They're rolling it out in Los Angeles, I believe, this week, and. It's a Batman weapon, essentially, and what the bola wrap is is it you fire from a thing that kind of looks like a taser or a remote control, and a laser points at the suspect. And a bola wrap, it fires a Kevlar cord that ensnares the suspect's body and restricts mobility. So it goes wraps around the legs when you fire it, and it has two hooks, two weighted hooks, and balls on the end of it that kind of hook the suspect's legs almost like you're fishing and pierces their 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 clothes and their skin and they, they can't move it slows them down that they're coming oh my at gosh you. and it probably will crack their skulls on the pavement they fall down so then they can walk up to them and then they can shoot them if that, that's what <laughs> that would have worked on the london bridge the other day maybe that's it that yeah. was an ad for that if only i and, had the and that is what they said that is not going to be something normally used when the suspect has firearms, but when they have knives, when they're intoxicated, and then the most most focused on type of person that they said they were going to use this new technology on is people who are suffering from mental health crisis. Oh my gosh, they're going to so lasso the them up to diagnose a mental health crisis <laughs> in the field, and then fire this oh Kevlar Batman fishing. Uh, is it retractable? Does he just get to press a button like a little dog leash and throw it in the back of it? He's gonna have a pickup truck. Bring out your dad. Yeah, that would, that would be fantastic if they did that. But it wraps around their legs and they can't get it off. They try to get it off. It's gonna hurt their legs and it's gonna further pierce them. So this is a oh, so it's like a remote controlled zip tie. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. And you, it can fire from up to like twenty five feet away. So I just I, – I expect a lot of old ladies who are jaywalking to be getting nailed with this thing, and <laughs> I expect that when it's not lethal and if people are just being a little bit troublesome, we're going to see a little preemptive just firing of these things. Oh, you have a mental health crisis. Hmm. 
definitely some problems are going to arise from this. Well, there's no accountability whatsoever, so they can use whatever they want. So, I would love to have one myself, personally, though. No. Why would you want one of those? That's a Batman weapon. It sounds kind of cool. I don't know. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what did I want to tell people? That we are going to be back on WSB starting December 14th from 3 to 6. So if you listen to this show and you want to chime in, make comments, whatever, and you can't because it's not a call-in show yet, call in, listen and call. Even if we're talking about something else, you can call about anything. You can say, oh, love your podcast, and then my WSB listeners will give it a try. That's a cute idea. But really, I just want people to have the ability to call and access us and ask us questions. So we'll keep you posted. December 14th, 3 to 6 is going to be our first long show. If you haven't heard the WSB show yet, Monica is fantastic at taking caller questions, especially from people trying to subvert her. Better than yes, me, the so trolls. Can... I'm, I love the trolls. I used to be uh, scared of them, but now I love them because I usually short-circuit them, which is fun. Definitely short-circuits them. <laughs> you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on theprofitreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Mm-hmm.